0: Only thing I wanted is be home for this short night, change my luggage, and then the next day fly over to Brazil. I couldn't find my keys. I was on the street. I opened up my suitcases. I just started to cry. I was crying on the street. I went to Brazil, I didn't even know where I was because it was a whole ayahuasca journey. Someone was threatening me on my phone and it was so personal i was so shocked yeah i learned there that hurt people hurt people and this combo this this frog who carries the combo is so powerful that it knows no fear it doesn't have any fear and that's also the spirit of the combo you think oh my god it can cure so many illnesses I cannot go on. I have to give up on my biggest dream. I never knew what the word bitterness meant until that moment. Welcome to the House of Oneness podcast, where we dig deep into the world of plant medicine to help you in your spiritual and personal growth. Our host of this podcast has traveled the world to learn from different shamans, maestros and other spiritual leaders. She has many years of experience with plant medicine ceremonies. Here is your host, Maria Joanna. Starting my ayahuasca career was amazing to me. To make an impact on someone else's life and to see them transform, see them heal, see them grow blossom yeah it was amazing but i saw that i wanted to have a setting that was more authentic to me a setting in more comfort a bit more luxury and yeah i wanted to have my own location so then i had two business partners two men and one of them i was very close with and it was very important for me to meet him because he helped me to start setting up my own yeah setting of the ceremonies. He helped me to find a villa and that was such a fantastic moment. Yeah, It, it was just a dream coming true. He found a villa. It was just crazy and I want to take you on a journey because now it's all positive but I also want to show a little bit of another side of my journey. Yes, but first the good part. So I remember that um, he called me. He found a villa. I drove, and this villa it was fantastic. And there was also a swimming pool, a jacuzzi, a sauna, a steaming room, a huge garden. It was like a fairy tale. And there were um, uh, also there was water with fountains in it, and it was another water and with a bridge over. Like it was a fairy tale house with this garden, such a big garden and. It's like, wow, this, I remember that night when we found this villa and we were looking upon the stars and it was just such a beautiful moment of celebration. <clears throat> and I guess that night was also a night that we actually kissed. And that was maybe a mistake because it's better not to mix up this uh, business and love and yeah. There was more to this story, but it was important that this happened. And um, it was just out of enthusiasm. We were so close. And it was important to me also that I was a bit different. I was thinking different. I saw things different than many people around me or than the average person. And he understood me. So I found something with him that Yeah, a person who saw me and understood me and accepted me. And I think it was from two ways. So he could also express his heart and we were so close with each other. And when we had this success, I guess that night it happened. But very soon we decided not to go into this uh, journey. And we said, no, let's keep it like business. This is important. We are in a mission and we don't go into this journey. And it was good, good decision. And then there was a moment that, um, yeah, because in between all the hard work, because I've been working a lot, but also enjoying a lot. Then there was, um, yeah, I gave retreat beat Ibiza at the same time. I don't know how I did all of that. Then I flew over to Barcelona to be with friends. And that was fantastic. I was in Barcelona with friends and that is also an amazing story. Maybe I'm gonna share this later, but not sure. One thing that happened is that I met someone. I was dating with someone and it was actually because he missed his airplane that it happened. And then because he missed his airplane, I said, joking like, shall I also maybe miss my airplane? And he said, yes, miss your plane and stay longer. But I decided to extend my flight. So I called also to my business partners. And I told them, like, hey, I'm in Barcelona, but I met someone. I'm having so much fun. So I extend my staying and I stay longer. That was all fine. But one of the business partners that I spoke about, because I had two uh, business partners in this, So the important guy, he yeah, changed. From that moment on he changed. And maybe he didn't like it that I met someone uh, because he threw his telephone into the water, I couldn't reach him anymore, something broke inside of him. And yeah, I mean it's also a yeah a while ago, but this is my experience, how I share my story. And then there were some things that were, yeah, I found out some lies, things that were not honest, things that were not good. And also between the, the two, a business partners. So I thought, I cannot go on working with you. And I think maybe he had just a personal crisis and it had to do with many things. I don't know exactly the details. Let's say he had his own personal crisis at that moment. And that's why he couldn't handle it anymore. He didn't function well anymore but also he was not honest in some areas so i said i just pushed him away i said i cannot work with you and i go on with the other guy which of course hurt him and was not nice from his side of the story but i couldn't i couldn't do it anymore so i went also on to another villa uh, because we had to leave that villa and i made a fresh start but then there came a point that I went again to Ibiza to give another retreat and from Ibiza I was going back to Amsterdam and the next day I was flying over to Brazil to learn more about the ayahuasca and in between I said when I'm home I will pay an invoice because I had to pay an invoice. but what happened, yeah. I went back from Ibiza, I arrived in Amsterdam, I was in front of my house, I had to go into my house because I had to change my suitcase, I had to sleep, I guess it was just not even a full night, I had to wake up very early and then go to Brazil. But. I was standing in front of the door and I just gave a retreat, a seven-day retreat, which is very intense. It was giving, giving, giving. And after doing that, maybe you've done that, it's also in a way a marathon, I was just empty. I, I've been giving so much to these people, I was empty. So the only thing I wanted is be home for this short night, change my luggage and then next day flight over to Brazil. But what would happen? The moment I was standing in front of my door, I couldn't find my keys. And I thought, Oh my God, I was so tired. And I was a bit like vulnerable, shaky. I was on the streets. I opened up my suitcases. Where is my keys? Like one suitcase open. The other case suitcase open. I couldn't find the keys and I just started to cry. I was crying on the street. And at that moment, my new neighbors came in. I never met them before and they saw me crying. They said, Hey, we are the new neighbors. I said, Yeah, hello, yeah. I'm so sorry that I cry and I cannot stop crying. But I want to go into my house, but I don't have the keys and I'm flying over to Brazil tomorrow and my parents have the keys, but they are on a holiday, so I couldn't find, I, I couldn't call my parents. They were not home. And who had my keys? There was a girl who was sometimes, uh, yeah, there was a girl who had my keys. So there was a solution, but somehow she was also not home. She was on another area, like far away in Amsterdam, and there were my keys. So My neighbors were so sweet, they said, come over, drink some water, put your suitcase in our house. So I closed up the suitcases and in Amsterdam, I live on the fourth floor and they were also living on the fourth floor, but next to me. So all the way up with this stuff, then I was sitting there and uh, it was just, I think, just releasing. And then they said, you know what, we drive you to your friends, we will pick up your keys. And then it was so touching to me, so I had to cry still like, oh, thank you so much that you helped me. And um, so we went to pick up the keys. Actually a detail of this story, that friend was babysitting on dogs in another house. A detail of this story is that she left this house with the dogs and then she also lost her keys. That came in between as a little drama then she had to also find that keys and my new neighbors were involved in this story I thought like they just met me and they think what a chaotic neighbor we have but that got solved and then I finally had the keys I was so happy and it was already getting dark finally I was in my house and I I just forgot about paying this uh, invoice and then the next day I was flying over to Brazil. It was a long journey. I don't remember how long, or if we had a crossover. I think it was a straight flight to Sao Paulo. Is that yeah? I, I went to Brazil. I didn't even know where I was because it was a whole ayahuasca journey. But yeah. When I arrived in this ayahuasca community, because I was staying over in the ayahuasca community to learn about the medicine, then suddenly someone was threatening me on my phone and it was so personal I was so shocked my body was even cold like who will do this and who's this person who is threatening me and I was really in a way afraid but also shocked because I realized this person hacked my laptop or something because the yeah the only place where this information is was also pictures and diary pages and letters that I wrote just to release my emotions but never sent out I was like who is this? And then I found out who it was and yeah I've been afraid at that moment like now it's the past and I look differently but at that moment I was really afraid and Yeah, I was in shock, um, not knowing what to do. Yeah, so I I was far away from home, and I remembered also that I was missing my family so much. I was all the time watching pictures of my family in my phone, because also the journey in Brazil was not a pleasant journey. I came into a situation from some people who were in a relationship, but the way they were treating each other was something out of the ordinary. It was something I never saw before with screaming, like let's summarize it as youth disharmony and not openness and no honesty. And I never saw such a big thing of being in so much disharmony, in a love relationship, in the world of ayahuasca. So ayahuasca drinkers, yeah, I was in shock. And I also couldn't handle that. I couldn't be in, in this fight, in this energy, in this screaming. So I felt very much alone. And also with this threatening, because I understood who it was, and that was that business partner. Yeah, I was so afraid. And it was just because I paid this invoice too late. But actually, there is a story about about that too. Like, a lot of money was lost that I earned. I almost earned nothing from the ceremonies because the money was just gone. Because of that business partner, from my perspective. I said, like, keep the money, it's fine. And we just did something like that. And then I had to pay something towards them. It was already like not an honest situation, but I said, okay, I will pay that. Because I thought I live for this mission and I don't care that much about the money. I care more about going on and sharing this medicine with the world instead of earning so much money. Um, so I, uh, I was okay with that. But I was not okay with this, of course. And I, was, I felt so vulnerable as a young woman. A young woman from—I felt like then this, like this, young woman from a small village who didn't know about all the bad things in the world. This is one example, but I've had another lessons like this. Um, yeah, I felt so vulnerable. I felt so emotional. I felt so shocked of the threats that came in, which were so hurting and I couldn't understand that people could be like that like yeah I learned there that hurt people hurt people so I understood like he will be hurt in his past and that's why he wants to hurt others so hurt people hurt people that's what I learned there and also the situation that I got involved with in Brazil there were other people were also like yeah, hurting each other. So I was so longing for my own family. I was so longing to be home. But in this journey, I did a lot of ayahuasca ceremonies and they gave so much beauty. I learned so much from the plants and also from the people over there. Because these people that in this ayahuasca community, they grew up in tribes, they grew up in Ceremonial communities with ayahuasca, so I could learn a lot and I developed myself so much on how to make the medicine, how to prepare yourself better for a medicine. Um, and what we did there is preparing the ceremony, and there was uh, we did it for three and a half weeks and like every day drinking the medicine. I also got involved with a combo over there. Was just, I was in the jungle, very back to basic, and they said, Do you want to do combo? And if you don't know combo, combo is another medicine from the jungle. And they found this out when there was um, a virus in the tribes, everyone was sick, and then suddenly ayahuasca gave the guidance that there is a frog in the jungle that carries a medicine, and this is called combo. And combo is the strongest antibiotics that exist and it can cure, it can heal, like very, very, very powerful. And they use it also in the jungle to clean your spirit and to have good luck. So if you carry bad energies and bad spirits around you, this gives such a power. And then they go into the jungle to hunt on animals, for example. And then they said, you clean your energy field and the animals will feel this. And that's why you can get closer and you're more successful in hunting on animals. This is a way they use it, but also it has been guided by the ayahuasca plants to use it to cure diseases. And it's very powerful to do this, for example, three times in one moon circle, because in a moon circle, your body is renewing itself. And when you do this three times in a moon circle, you. Yeah, renew the cells in a way that is improving your immune system is actually the most powerful thing you can do for your immune system. So if people have illnesses that have to do with their immune system, this is great. But also with depression, I've been using the combo very much uh, a lot of times in my retreats before people stepped into their ayahuasca ceremony. I used the combo medicine. And I want to give you some more information about a combo. Um, when you do a combo ceremony, uh, you drink a lot of water, and you do this because it's very common to vomit and become very, very sick when you take the combo. And the combo, it is... Actually, I have it here in the room with me. I could also show you this. Maybe it's nice if I show you Okay. Uh, that's really funny. Spanish oh, that's so funny. Okay. Um okay, this is the instruments to do a combo ceremony. So I told you that this medicine comes from a frog the frog carries this poison but actually it's a medicine with him and this frog has no animals and no enemies in the jungle because the moment there's a snake for example and it's biting this frog he's releasing the combo and then this snake goes crazy like uh, it's the protection and this combo this, this frog who carries the combo is so powerful that it knows no fear. It doesn't have any fear and that's also the spirit of the combo. It releases the fear. It's, rele- it's just BAM! Yeah, it's something you have to experience for yourself. And it's not only power, but also it gives peace. What you do it, with this stick, you just burn holes in a, the first layer of your skin so you make holes like one two three for example but in this case when i was in the jungle uh, they put five holes in my skin so one two three four five that's burning and yeah i think it's not really bad to experience that it's just as if a cigarette comes into your skin that's the feeling then you have this stick and that's the combo you make it a little bit wet And then you get this poison and you put it onto the holes. And the moment you put it into the hole, it comes in your blood. It is like circling through your system. It goes really, really fast. Like that's the feeling and you think, oh my God. And another thing that happens, so it's come from a frog and your face starts to be like swollen, like like that. Very uncharming. Sometimes I saw people in the combo, I didn't recognize them anymore because their whole face were like, like that. <laughs> and um, you also feel that. You feel in your head like, gosh, what is happening? This very first combo was very different than most people share. Because what happened to me was, The combo was racing through my system. I had five holes, and in Brazil, in the jungle, they do this, for a female, for a woman, they do it on your leg, and for a man, they do it on your arm. So I had it on my leg, running through my system, and then they said, peace, no, fear or love. And of course, I chose love. Then I just became so like Zen, Serene and I just wanted to touch the ground. So I was sitting on the earth connecting with mother earth And I was sitting like this And for most people they are crazy sick Vomiting it goes wild. They are like, oh my god And it's very very happy, but somehow my first experience was very very different it was totally zen Sitting on the earth connecting with mother nature And afterwards, I stood up, I went to the toilet, so I was not vomiting, but I was gently going to the toilet, releasing. And then I was like, wow, I feel so good. That was my first combo experience. So that's also possible, but it gives a clearing to your immune system and it also gives power to your immune system it can cure so many illnesses and it's also powerful what i said before to do a few in a row if you have real serious diseases and another medicine that i got introduced yeah uh, introduced to is the rapé. i also have it here and yeah to me it was very natural to be introduced to these other plant medicines it was yeah very good and A big learning for me was to be gentle with medicines. It's not that you have to have a big doses. So I also got introduced to microdosing. And microdosing means that you take a small amount of, in this case, ayahuasca or another plant medicine to experience a gradual healing instead of such a big boom (laughs) ceremony. A gentle ceremony or a gentle healing is also, a very good way on on healing. So what I saw there in this ayahuasca community is that people came there every day to just get uh, one teaspoon of ayahuasca medicine. And then I learned to yeah to work differently because we in the Western world think it has to be a huge big journey, but Daddy said no. Like it's nature. You. Take what you need and be gentle with nature, uh, build it up slowly and since we were drinking for three and a half weeks, they prepared us. Um, I also remember that it was my period, so I was in my moon circle and then you couldn't prepare the medicine. You can only prepare the ayahuasca medicine when you're not having your period. That was the rule in this community, so then they also cleaned me, they did protection and yeah, it was very beautiful to slowly go into this role of the plant medicine over there to see the community and they had their own land where they were protecting the capi vine the ayahuasca plant and the chacruna i learned that the capi plant that's the masculine plant and the chacruna that's one of the possibilities uh, that you use for the um, for the dmt that's a feminine plant and they call the the Chacruna over there Rainha da Floresta Rainha da Floresta um, and this is more the Spanish way of saying it Uh, in Portuguese maybe they would pronounce it a bit different Uh, but Rainha da Floresta means the queen of the forest and the women were using were just uh, working with the Chacruna and the men they woke up early They drunk the medicine and they, yeah, they were going into the forest to to uh, gather a lot of kapi plants and the kapi, that's a vine that grows in the jungle, and a vine is also like always finding its way and it's also in a way a dancing plant, dancing through the jungle, and uh, they have to, I don't know the English words really well, but they have to cut it. Cut it so it's also more a masculine way of doing, and the leaves is more feminine. We just we're just working slowly with the leaves, it's more feminine, and it's such a beautiful way on how they prepare the medicine. So the men went to the jungle to the forest to cut these vines, and you need to grow them for five years, is if I'm right, and it's all protected, this forest, and then what the men do. Is they like if you have this vine, they also have to cut it in stronger in, in smaller pieces. And they were all sitting in a row next to each other, one by one, and also in the opposite of each other. So he had a row of men in one position, and in the opposite also men. Then they were cutting, uh, they were slapping on this vine to make it smaller, and they were doing this all at the same rhythm. Cut, 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 cut. Like, yeah, like smashing, actually. Smashing to make it, uh, yeah, more, uh, yeah, smaller. And it was very impressive. And through during this whole process, they were singing and singing and singing and putting these songs into the medicine, on the rhythm. So the rhythm is important, and the songs. It is as if they were programming the medicine and when you drink it and you use the same songs, it's unfolding and the power is released. So you activate the medicine, you yeah, program the medicine. And the feminine uh, task was more to just pick the leaves and sing for the plants, to wash them like more softness. And Every leaf has to be washed and washed and washed. So just to realize, how much love and care is put into the medicine. And I've been, yeah, throughout my process, I learned to cook the medicine myself. And to me, to cook the medicine, so I call myself an urban shaman sometimes, to cook the medicine is very, to me, an individual process. This was with the community, it was, it's amazing to see this. But I was cooking the medicine in the Netherlands, which is more difficult than in the jungle, because in the jungle it's fresh. Yeah, it's an easier way of cooking, but when you cook the medicine in another country, it has the same power, but it's more complicated. It's more complicated to create uh, the medicine. So when I was cooking the medicine, and that's, yeah, fast forward to the future, um, yeah, it took me three days. and. I'm quite a person who loves to be. Um, yeah, I also love to be on my own, but I also charge myself when I'm in the middle of more people. So, cooking the medicine, the plants are also guiding you through this <clears throat> process. And then, I was always home. Right. Um, yeah, when I was cooking the medicine, I was always home by myself. And I don't wanna have people be involved in this process because the energy was very, very important. I committed myself to focus on the medicine and his focus was so, yeah, big. And you cook the medicine and you cook it again, you cook it again, and then the last phase of cooking is the most important thing. Then you put all your energy into the medicine and all your intentions into the medicine and the protection and everything. And that's a very, very special journey uh, of, yeah, in a way, charging your medicine. And you think about all the people that you are helping. Um, Yeah, you connect with the suffering on earth, but also the healing and the spiritual awakening So, I think everyone who's working with the medicine has a huge responsibility or a feeling that you have a huge responsibility. That's also what I still feel and what I've always felt that, um, yeah, it's a big, big journey to go there. And Brazil has been very important to me on learning more about how to prepare the medicine, how to work with the medicine, And it let me grow so much, but when I came back from this journey, then I got the problems, of course, with my business partners. I had to face it. And actually, what I would expect, in a way, is that the other business partner would protect me. But he didn't do it. And there was so much... um, yeah, the situation was so unhealthy to me that I couldn't go on anymore. And it was so confronting to me to realize, okay, checking in with myself, there's this situation is so not healthy, I cannot go on. I have to give up on my biggest dream. And my biggest dream is to give this medicine, to share this medicine with the world, to share this medicine with other people, to bring this healing. And I feel this so strongly as my task, but I have to stop because I cannot work in a basic foundation that is not, uh, not honest, one thing, and not healthy. If you heal people, the foundation has to be, yeah, honest and healthy. And sometimes losing your biggest love is also making place for something greater. And I knew that also from the past. So it was very very painful, it was like almost feeling like you have a good marriage, you think you have a good marriage, you have children, you think everything is fine and suddenly you find out that your husband is cheating on you but you would never expect this to happen. And you feel so alone and nobody is supporting you and you feel so like alone on the world, misunderstood by everyone and then also giving up on your biggest dreams. That's how I felt, so like bitterness. I never knew what the word bitterness meant until that moment. And the name Maria means bitterness, when you Google this up, like, oh, now I get the understanding of what bitterness means. I also made vlogs back then about this, so you can even look it up on internet, but I never shared the real story until now um yeah saying goodbye to another villa saying goodbye to my dreams saying goodbye to my vision to my mission and stepping into the complete unknown but there is so much magic in stepping into the emptiness stepping up into the unknown but of course it has to feel authentic and Because of the plant medicine, I know how to check in with my heart, with my truth, and I felt like, okay, this is what has to happen. So I decided to give up on everything and to step into a complete, empty canvas. And what happens if you step into the nothingness? Letting go is Mm. harder than starting something new and then you had to I had to step into the unknown this is what plant medicine many times do they give you a vision or an idea or an instruction for your future I said yes I know this is a painful truth I will take a break I will take a sabbatical and when I adapted that message the pain was gone so the plant medicine can work in magical ways When you're in grief and you're in pain You don't always have eye for the future The moment I said that and I looked deeply into his eyes Something happened, like a chemistry It was like we felt in love or something deeper We can have sex, we can make love But don't expect anything else from me And you decide If you meet your twin flame, then it's a huge mirror on your shadow side. You start the ceremonies when it's completely dark in the jungle. Everyone is having their own bath and in the middle there are the Shipibo shamans. This is what they call a bath trip. I thought I would be a guide and now suddenly I was a participant. This struggle is part of you because it prepares you to have stronger wings to open up your Kukong and fly if you don't follow up on the plan that is written for you you will find frustration and that is why I love plant medicine so much it's like okay checking in with your heart again know the certainty okay yes I'm on the right place I don't have to hesitate I have what it takes and when you have this big doses from the people from the tribes which is insane then it can be so strong and you receive so much love, so much love, so much love that your body cannot contain it anymore, so you have to throw up. Thanks for listening. Check out our website, houseofoneness.com, for more information about plant medicine, microdosing, and ceremonies. Or find Maria Joanna at Instagram. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep following that inner voice.